This is the Aspen Public Radio Newscast. I'm your host, Eleanor Bennett, here with your top stories this Thursday. After more than 18 months of work, the White River National Forest, Picking County, and other stakeholders have completed a new plan to manage recreation at the Maroon Bells Scenic Area. Caroline Yanez has more. The Aspen Sopras District Ranger, Kevin Warner, says the plan covers a lot of ground. Everything from created updating cycling etiquette to adjusting shuttle service, but the priority is visitor education. Trying to ensure that the experiences people were having were quality experiences and safe experiences, and at the same time, protecting or preserving the natural environment. Another aspect of the plan is bilingual and multilingual signage, which he says will allow more people to enjoy the area's famous views responsibly. But don't expect any changes to the iconic landscape immediately. Warner says the Forest Service and other groups will roll out new projects over the next five years. Caroline Yanez, Aspen Public Radio News. Grand Junction Mayor Anna Stout says she's bowing out of the race for Colorado's 3rd Congressional District. Stout was running as a Democrat to unseat Republican incumbent Lauren Boebert of Silt. In a statement, Stout wrote that her decision to exit the race was in response to Boebert's decision to run in Colorado's 4th District instead. Stout says she originally entered the race to remove Boebert from office, and while this wasn't the way she expected things to go, Boebert is, quote, she says, no longer the 3rd Congressional District's problem. Stout says she'll continue to serve her community as Grand Junction's mayor and through her work in nonprofits and as a Spanish interpreter. Former Aspen City Councilor Adam Frisch is currently the clear frontrunner for the seat's Democratic nomination. That's after he came within fewer than 600 votes of Boebert in 2022. Republicans running for the seat include Grand Junction attorney Jeff Hurd and Carbondale engineer Russ Andrews. Democratic Representative Elizabeth Velasco of Glenwood Springs held a media call for local journalists on Tuesday. She confirmed she'll continue representing House District 57 and will not be running for Republican Perry Wills' seat in the state Senate. Will lives in Newcastle and recently announced his plans to run for Garfield County Commissioner in November. During Tuesday's media call, Velasco also talked about some of the bills and committees she's involved in this year. That includes several state house committees that can introduce and review bills on things like wildfire, the environment, and energy, as well as the appropriations committee. Any bill that costs money goes through that committee. State house representatives are also allowed to introduce five of their own bills, and Velasco's first bill is coming up next Wednesday. She says the bill is designed to protect students' rights to express their cultural heritage and gender identity at graduations. It was introduced after high schooler and parachute was told she couldn't wear a graduation sash with the Mexican and American flags on it last spring. Velasco also held a bilingual virtual town hall last night. She invited the Colorado Organization for Latina Opportunity and Reproductive Rights to give voters an update on the upcoming ballot measure on abortion access. Picking County commissioners are interested in investigating the source of heavy metal seeping into Lincoln Creek, south of Aspen. According to the Aspen Daily News, the water is frequently orange in color, and testing has shown high levels of copper, aluminum, and iron 
killing fish populations in Grizzly Reservoir. The EPA has been testing water quality at the site to see if it's eligible to become a super fund. Preliminary findings show that the federal agency believes the minerals are mostly naturally occurring, though the concentration of the heavy metals is higher near the abandoned ruby mine. Identifying the source of the pollution can impact what federal cleanup funding the county might be eligible for. EPA officials will present their conclusions to the public tonight at the Rocky Mountain Institute in Basalt beginning at 6 p.m. Starting this weekend, the Aspen School District campus will charge for public parking. Weekend parking used to be free in the lots, but now it will cost $20 on Saturdays and Sundays. Skiers and boarders headed to Highlands or Buttermilk can walk or take the bus from the lots to the chairlifts. The new paid parking system is a fundraiser for the Aspen schools, and the district says money will benefit various student groups, including sports teams, school clubs, and student government. The annual Ski for Sisu Cross Country Challenge kicks off Saturday and continues through February 11th at Spring Gulch near Carbondale. It's an annual tradition that also serves as a major fundraiser for the Mount Sopris Nordic Council, which grooms and maintains the trails there. Skiers are challenged to cover as many kilometers as they can in a week and raise pledge dollars at the same time. On the last day of the challenge, Sunday the 11th, there will be a community ski-a-thon followed by a barbecue and music. Prizes will be awarded for the most distance skied and the most money raised during the nine-day event. The last few days have been warm and sunny, but winter weather is expected to move in tonight and tomorrow. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm watch for the Aspen Snowmass area starting tomorrow morning and lasting through Saturday night. Open snow predicts the slopes could get over a foot in the storm, with most of that snow falling on Saturday. The Colorado Avalanche Information Center says the storm will likely increase avalanche danger through the state over the weekend. You can check the latest forecast on their website. In local arts and culture news, more than 60 youth musicians from across the Western Slope will perform a free jazz concert in Carbondale on Saturday. It's part of the Jazz Aspen Snowmass Honor Jazz Program, which hosts students from 15 different middle and high schools across the region. They'll spend two days in workshops and sectionals, led by staff from Jazz Aspen School Program and faculty from Mesa State College. Saturday's free concert takes place at 5 p.m. at Carbondale Middle School. Applications are now open for artists who want to sell work at Carbondale Mountain Fair this summer. Vendors must showcase their own handmade works of art, not items that are manufactured or imported. Organizers dedicated to community service, civic engagement, education, or social issues can also sell their own works of art. Applications will be judged based on the quality and uniqueness of the items. Submissions are due to Carbondale Arts by March 8th. In statewide news, state lawmakers want to create a pathway for adult victims of childhood sexual assault to have their day in court. KUNC's Lucas Brady Woods reports they're proposing a change to the state constitution that would need voter approval. On average, victims don't come forward about childhood sexual abuse until they're over 50 years old. That's one reason lawmakers want to let victims sue their abusers after the statute of limitations has expired. Bree Franklin runs the Colorado Coalition Against Sexual Assault. She says institutions that covered up abuse need to be held accountable. Some are still protecting child predators. This is wrong now 
and it was wrong 65 years ago. Revisiting the statute of limitations on childhood sexual abuse would require a constitutional amendment. That's because the Colorado Supreme Court struck down a state law last year that let victims sue over decades-old abuse. If the amendment passes the legislature, voters will have to weigh in on it in November. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods at the state capitol. A police chief in southwestern Colorado has been placed on paid administrative leave. That's after felony charges were filed against three men for sexually assaulting a 17-year-old girl during an underage party at the police chief's house. The AP reports the suspects were ages 17, 18, and 19 at the time, and one of them is a relative of the police chief. The city of Ure announced Monday that the police chief, Jeff Wood, would remain on leave pending the outcome of the criminal proceedings. Wood was reportedly asleep during the party that took place last year. The case received statewide attention after a local newspaper reported on the allegations last month, and many of its papers were stolen out of mailboxes. And in regional news this year, for the first time, the U.S. is projected to generate more electricity from wind and solar than from coal. And there are big implications for our region. Wyoming Public Radio's Caitlin Tan reports for the Mountain West News Bureau. A federal forecast shows that 2024 could be a landmark year for the way we generate electricity in the U.S. This is the year where the inevitable happens, where coal gets surpassed by solar and wind. Rob Godby is with the University of Wyoming Department of Economics. The bottom line is markets are moving away from fossil fuels, especially in electricity. Renewable energy is just so cheap now. Godby says this will have a big effect on Wyoming, the top producer of coal in the nation. The state has already seen revenues decline with coal production almost halved in the last decade or so. He says the state might have to change how it taxes things like sales and property tax. Or we might have to learn to live with less public services. For Wyoming Public Radio, I'm Caitlin Tan in Pinedale. The Aspen Public Radio newscast is produced by our news team, which includes Hallie Zander, Caroline Yanez, Kaya Williams, and me, your host, Eleanor Bennett. You can listen to the show every weekday morning on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and see you next time.